Hey, welcome to Whatcha Doin' with Brandon Horwin and Sophie Williams. And today's special guest is... Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Breckenridge, friend of Brandon here, and I am a New York Broadway performer. I'm currently in Come From Away. That is, of course, not in production because of the uh, shutdown, but uh, I am the dance captain and a standby at uh, Come From Away on Broadway. Awesome. Well, welcome to Whatcha Doing. Thanks for joining us today. What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. To, thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. So we ask this every episode, but it's always great to, to see the journey and where it started. So can you just take us through sort of how you got your start in theater and, um, you know, along the road where it led you to today? Yeah, sure. Well, I, I do a lot of Broadway classroom type classes where I teach kids dance and we have talkbacks. And I always say my start was I was a bad kid in school. I got detentions all the time. I was so distracted, ADD child. And then we went and saw my first musical, which was Annie at this college. I'm from Southern California. We saw it at PCPA, Pacific Conservatory of the Performing Arts. And I saw it and I walked out of that theater being like, I want to do that. I want to be an orphan in a red wig and singing. And no, I'm kidding. Uh, I, but I want to perform. <laughs> that's and... what I thought. Yeah, I know, right? When I saw Annie the first time, that's what I thought. <laughs> right. No, but I was so blown away. You know, it was sad. I was like in seventh grade, I had never seen a musical. So I was kind of a late bloomer discovering the art of, of theater and musical theater specifically, but I, I fell in love with it then. I started focusing and I did my first like kind of leads in high school. And then I did a lot of community theater at a really great theater out here in um, San Diego, which is where I am, uh, Moonlight Amphitheater. And then just realized I could make money doing it, you know, sing, act and dance, be the center of attention and get paid for it, sign me up. Um, so I, I applied for schools, went to the University of Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music, uh, CCM. Um, Got my BFA there, graduated. We had um, what they call um, a showcase for agents and casting directors. Uh, got my agent from that, got my equity card from that through a, a two week reading at Playwrights Horizons, which was a blessing. Um, and then from there just started working like three months into my stay in New York, I got my first Broadway show, which was such a blessing and, and, and luck. And, and fortunate. Um, I was very fortunate for that. Um, I did the Ritz on Broadway and then um, did Saved off Broadway playwrights um, and the stuff started piling up. So yeah, that's my story. And now I'm trying to pursue some passion projects here um, uh, during this pandemic to bide my time until my show starts up again. So that's the history of me. Great. <laughs> Great. Well, you know, you already touched on this, that your Broadway debut was in The Ritz by Terrence McNally, and then you moved into the Scottsboro Boys. So what were those experiences like for you, and what did they mean for your career? Ah, uh, well, Ritz was, <clears throat> The Ritz was incredible because it was a play, which for me as a musical theater performer, it was awesome to... Um, get that validation of, oh, I can do straight theater too. And um, and it was very much um, a validating uh, uh, process for me, also just because it was my first Broadway show. And I worked with um, uh, Kevin Chamberlain and Rosie Perez and uh, uh, Brooks Asmanskis and so many great um, both TV, you know, film and theater uh, uh, stars. So that was very cool for me. And to work at Studio 54, which was is so famous and infamous, was really cool. 
so before I discussed for voice, I did the show called Saved, which it was a theatrical take off of the movie. You're too young to remember this, both of you guys, but um, Mandy Moore did a movie called Saved. She played this young pregnant teen and and she was a devout Christian and dealing with her faith and that whole predicament. And it was really great. It was with Aaron Tveit and a lot of awesome, awesome people, Julia Murney, uh, Celia Kenyon Bolger. So it was a really cool time to uh, work with some awesome people. And then came the Scottsboro Boys, which uh, that and Come From Away For Me, I'm, I know we'll get to that, uh, were just life-changing uh, theatrical experiences, moments that I'll never forget, things that changed me, people that I've worked with that I've now, that have now become lifelong relationships and friendships. And just, uh, you know, one of those first moments where I realized the importance, or I really got the chance to execute the importance of, of storytelling and how much responsibility we often have, especially telling, you know, truthful stories, stories of people who actually lived um, and come from ways sake, people that are actually still living now. So um, I would say that that uh, The Rich was just a wonderful first experience for me and uh, to kind of burst that bubble on Broadway and, and was so bitter, was so wonderful. And then Scotchboro Boys was, was awesome for a whole slew of other reasons. Um, I also was Susan Stroman's dance captain, captain. So that was pretty awesome and stressful, <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, all in all, it was like an incredible journey. All of 2010 was Scottsboro Boys from off-Broadway at the, at the um, Vineyard to out of town in Minneapolis at the Guthrie to Broadway at the Lyceum. Yeah. yeah. So you've touched on this slightly in the last question, but you most recently appeared on Broadway and Come From Away. So can you just explain, you know, you said the responsibility of portraying a real person Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. It's, um, it's a lot. It's a lot. And with Come From Away, we actually got to go to Gander. We got screeched in, which is a whole ritual process of becoming an honorary Newfoundlander. And, um, and I got to meet a lot of those people that I was playing. And, you know, as a standby, I, I cover six or five of the six men in the show. So it's a lot of, a lot of people. Um, it's an honor to play these roles, especially with such, um, a poignant and, 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 striking like bit of subject matter you know it's something that is so um something we need right now i was actually talking to some of my cast members and i hope that we can do something at least on this 9-11 anniversary to bring a little more hope and love and and warmth to the world because clearly it's a for lack of better words s show right now crap show shit show um <laughs> it's pretty bad so uh so the show brings a lot of that heart and humanity that i think we're we're lacking right now um but for me it's really truly really an honor to play these people and and there's nothing better than having the actual person come up to you and say wow you got <laughs> me down <laughs> you did me right or it's an honor to play i i played uh kevin t um at one point and the real kevin t came up to me and was like well, I never thought I'd be a, a good looking African-American man, but I'm very happy that I got a chance to live through <laughs> you on stage. And, um, you know, just, it's just so funny. And the show is so colorblind that way. So I get to play so many folks and it really is um, uh, an honor to do it and to do it right. Hopefully that answers that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you touched on this too, but can you just explain to our audiences a little more about what your duties entail for a standby for Come From Away? And then what tracks you cover again? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> for all you theater nerds out there, you know, standby is uh, someone who typically covers principal roles. So um, 
uh, a swing, I like to say, is someone who, or, or it, it's a fact, someone who covers uh, ensemble tracks, right? And a standby covers leads typically. Um, uh, there's a lot of different terminology there, but our show is, is a very unique situation in that each track in itself, each of the 12, six men, six women, um, each of those 12 tracks are kind of swings in themselves and that every person on stage plays at least three different characters, wears at least three different hats. So they kind of have to have this swing mentality in themselves. So for a standby, it's a big responsibility. It's a lot of like, what is the show as a whole? Because you really have to know the show piece by piece and then know which puzzle piece you are at that given moment. Uh, depending on which track you're playing. So it's a lot of responsibility. There's costume handoffs, there's chair moves. Every track is specific and is a cog in the machine of Come From Away um, that Kelly Devine and Christopher Ashley brilliantly have, have created uh, that, that cannot be disposed of. Everybody is, is an integral part to the piece. So standby is a lot of responsibility. Um, and myself as a, as a dance captain, I need to know everybody's track, male and female. And so it's a lot to, to keep all that in here. But luckily, Ricky Hines, our associate choreographer, has made uh, an incredible um, come from away Bible, which has every bit of literature, every bit of um, uh, markings of where you stand, what track you go, what route uh, route you go during each number. So it makes it really easy or easier to to maintain and, and, and keep all that that info in your head. So standby job is is pretty tough. You got to be ready on the go. Um, I had a couple of times where I was called mid show and had to go on. Um, someone had food poison at one point. And so they went off and I went on without the show stopping, gotten calls on the train right before the show. So you just have to be on guard ready. There's also times where you have uh, vacations that are planned, of course. So an actor will take a vacation, you know, weeks, months, maybe sometimes even a year ahead, depending on how long the show is running, that you'll be on to cover that vacation. So standby's work is never really done. A dance captain's work is absolutely never done. Uh, so both of those titles for myself makes it a challenging job, but I, but I love it. Awesome. So can you go just for our audience, can you go into like a bit more detail as to what your duties as a dance captain are? Like is, is it Bible standard on Broadway that you talked about? Yeah, um, I think, well, when I did the Scottsboro Boys, uh, Jeff Whiting uh, was the associate choreographer under uh, uh, Stroh, as we call her, Susan Stroman. And um, he developed Stage Right, which is a program, an app where you can literally put color coordinate, who goes where, um, which number there's like a grid and a map that you can um, uh, live by that can really that can make the learn show you know when I teach a new person coming into the show or just the um, over time keeping the show in our belts um, that process easier as well um, uh, but Ricky Hines in our show made up his own version of that uh, and so I cling to that bible I know a lot of shows have bibles in a way um, when I teach, it's basically all up here, but I'll use it to refresh and make sure I know what I'm teaching. Uh, my job is to hold, uh, if the uh, associate choreographer is not in the building, which typically they're not, if unless we're putting in new people into the show, because um, we have five companies and he's off teaching, you know, new companies, new people and yada, yada. So it's my job to hold standby rehearsals, right? Understudy rehearsals. So we have those at least once a week where each of the, of the standbys, I think we have six, two of each sex, uh, three men, three women, 
we switch around and, and one week I'll do Kevin J, one week I'll do Oz, um, I'll do Bob another week. And so, and then a lot of times I'll just stand out as the dance captain and watch and then I'll give notes. So these are like hour and a half rehearsals where we run through the whole show, we have a note process, we go home. Um, it's also my job to help with put-ins. Uh, if we have a new actor that's coming, you know, uh, sometimes I'll even hold rehearsals, It'll, or excuse me, um, audition calls. So it'll be my job to teach an audition to actors, um, help with that kind of casting process. And then they'll cast someone, they'll come in, I'll teach them their whole track, which typically if it's a person, let's say someone was coming to replace um, Beverly Bass uh, uh, as, um, as, uh, as someone did, as Rachel Tucker did when she came in to replace uh, Jen Colella, uh, she'll come in and it'll take like a month to learn one track. Because as I said, each role has at least like three different characters. Typically I would say it takes like two weeks in a normal average show to learn a role. Um, with our show, it takes about a month. And with uh, so with a standby, if a new standby came in, they'd have to learn, it would take about a month to learn each track that they cover. So again, as a dance captain, my job to teach dance calls when the associate choreographer is not there, hold understudy rehearsals, help with put-ins, and then also the biggest job and the most consistent one is to maintain the integrity of the show. And with our show, it's very much a blur between blocking and choreo. Um, most shows, it's pretty much the blocking is the associate uh, director's job and the choreography is the associate choreographer and dance captain's job, but here, Chris and, and um, Kelly have done such an expert job of molding the two that it's kind of one and the same. So it's my job to know where everyone is at every moment of the show, dancing or not. Um, so I have to watch the show maybe a few times a week um, and note the onstage cast members, make sure they're doing well. And when a standby goes on stage, I will sit out in the house and make sure that their performance for the first time on is great. I'll give notes. So it's just my job to stay around in the building and make sure that the show is held together, if that makes sense. Yeah. That was a long-winded answer, but hopefully that- No, that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. Awesome. Um, so changing the subject just a little bit, yeah. um, you know, Come From Away, it's such a portrayal of just a major historical event. So my question is, do you think art to this caliber will be produced soon about all the events that have just happened in this last year? And how soon do you think actors and audiences will be able to digest that? That's a good question. I absolutely think that uh, this, <clears throat> the events of, you know, this pandemic, this uh, political stuff that's been happening, Black Lives Matter, there's so many things that have been real world situations that have been happening that are absolutely going to be um, uh, uh, theatricalized and, and turned into uh, you know, dramatized, turned into stories, both on film and TV and, and uh, on, in theater. Um, how could we not, you know what I mean? Um, people thought it was impossible to have a story about 9-11. And in fact, when we first came out with our show, we had, you know, people that were in protest about it because they thought it was distasteful and inconsiderate and or insensitive um, until they saw the show and saw actually how beautiful it was. Same thing with the Scottsboro Boys. Had a lot of people that were protesting outside the theater, not wanting it to go forward. So I think that people will probably be hesitant, especially depending on what the subject matter is. Um, uh, I think that maybe we'll see the first signs of, of that kind of storytelling uh, in cinema. I think it'll be easier to stomach that stuff on the screen. Um, 
but I do think that that will happen eventually, maybe give it a year or two. But I think that hopefully actors, the thought is, uh, Dr. Fauci said that we'll hopefully be back um, this fall. And I know ever since March 12th, when we were shut down, it's been like setback after setback after setback. And naturally, I think we are all patient, as patient as we can be, but we know that it realistically, uh, you know, we just have to wait. It's not, it, it would be worse to come back to Broadway, a slew of people get sick and then we're shut down for good. You know what I mean? Because I think we have one chance to do it right. If things go to, you know, if things fall through and people get sick, it's gonna be really bad news for, for Broadway. So I think people are really trying to do it right. And um, I'm hopeful as Dr. Fauci says that, you know, I'm hopeful that we'll come back in the fall. Um, I know that shows are gonna have to start from scratch basically. <laughs> like we're gonna have to be in tech rehearsals all over again, relearning the scripts. Um, it's gonna be a big journey, but uh, I'm excited for it. And and yeah, I'm excited for some kind of storytelling version of our current life right now. It's uh, It'll be interesting to see something on stage that you live through, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, where, do, what does being in a hit show with incredible heart and poignant meaning like come from away mean to you? And what effect did it have on your career or will it have? Mm. Um, it means a, a hell of a lot to me. It means, um, I, again, I'll say responsibility is the word that I, that comes up a lot for me. Um, um, it, it, to walk out of that stage door every day and to see faces like yours um, that are just so overjoyed and brought to tears and inspired and passionate. And it, it really feels like we're doing a great job, a small job, um, you know, it's an hour, uh, it's a hundred minute long musical, but if we can make people smile and think and feel for that amount of time, it's a beautiful feeling. So I feel responsible to tell this story and tell it right. And uh, it's an honor to do that. I think for my career, um, it's it's legitimized both this both come from away and the Scottsboro Boys kind of legitimized me as a as an actor. People that have done both those shows, or because a few of us, Delon Grant had done Scottsboro Boys in uh, Philadelphia, no, in Boston, in Boston, um, and so he kind of has that experience too of doing both. Um, people know that it takes like real um, uh, established, trained actors to to pull off these real life stories and to tell the truth and to be minimal and, and to not have to depend on crazy sets. You know, both Scottsboro Boys and um, uh, Come From Away were designed by um, Beowulf Borat, who, you know, they're basically some chairs on stage and trees and uh, minimal structures. So it really forces you to like delve deep into the storytelling. So I think people have a lot of respect for me in the casting world. I think sometimes when they see that on my resume, they're like, oh, that's a, that's an actor's actor. <laughs> he, he's a real true storyteller, you know, not not anything against a lot of the more fluffier pieces that are out there um, uh, in theater, but I think it really is a signifier of of talent that's required to to pull that stuff off. So I'm grateful for both of those experiences. Yeah. yeah. So you've done some regional work. Uh, most yeah. notably, you've done uh, Dave the Musical, which was at uh, Arena Stage. Brendan and I are very familiar. Um, <laughs> So yeah. what did you learn just premiering a regional show? Um, there's a lot of stress that comes into that. You know, it's like what I do in this moment 
sets the show and sometimes yeah. you know the longevity of the show and now again like shows aren't frozen until they're frozen they're, they're not complete until they're on broadway and gone through the whole um preview process and changes and this and that but when you're out of town creating a show a lot of times there's a lot of thought that goes into what uh choices am i making um we joke and say uh uh as as dancers like when people when folks are doing tricks and tumbling and like and flips and this and that uh we joke and say like be careful you got to do that eight times a week forever for as long <laughs> as the show runs so whatever you do it's getting cemented um uh we joke also because uh in come from away lee mcdougall who is the original uh doug um uh in come from away when they were choreographing one of the numbers prayer he randomly like just like stood back in the wings and like hung out behind a tree and because of that christopher ashley didn't see him and forevermore that character is not in that number is <laughs> not blocked and lee we we call him lee of the trees he was he like went back into the trees and was like uh i think i want to break at this moment in the show i'm going to see what this works and so he's not in that number which is so funny um it's rare that stuff like that happens but um yeah so it's it's a lot of responsibility and um it's exciting though to create a role to be trusted to create this role uh, a new role um for me for dave it was awesome because playing a secret serviceman was uh really exciting and in dc i met with a, a, a real life secret serviceman or excuse me i i talked online to her and she was um incredible and gave me some invaluable uh information that helped me just to form um form that role and to 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 do it realistically so um yeah there's a, again responsibilities like the the word of the day but um there is a lot of that involved and it's a lot of fun great um yeah. so we we sort of already know this but where were you prior to the covid shutdown and have you been able to adapt adapt to any online work virtual projects etc since then yeah um i was um, <clears throat> I was at the theater when they shut down um, and we sat in the audience and waited for our producers to culminate and figure out what the heck was going on and they said go home and um, I was at home. I was home for maybe a week after we shut down and I got COVID. I was one of like uh, the early folks that, that had it. Um, someone in our cast we figured out had it and of course we're in such close confines in the in our dressing rooms let alone you know, on stage that it was inevitable. So a lot of us got it. Um, I would say I had a mild to medium case. I was able to get through in like three weeks, which sounds like a long time, but compared to some of these other unfortunate situations, it, I really was um, blessed and lucky. Um, I I started like songwriting. Again, I, I wrote some songs in, I was in a boy band called Infinite with a little symbol, as you can imagine. Um, so corny in high school when like boy bands were big um, before you guys were alive, probably. And and so I, I wrote songs for this little boy band. I, I used to love it. And I, there's something so fulfilling and artistic about uh, creating art that way. Uh, and so I finally had time or gave myself time to, to write. And I wrote one song, I wrote another. I ended up writing 12 plus songs. And I was like, I have enough for a record here. Let me think about like fulfilling this pipe dream and cut to now where I am about two weeks away from my two and a half weeks away from my debut single dropping on like all musical platforms so I'm really excited about that I've met with a producer I all my songs are recorded most of them are mastered 
I have a marketing uh, consultant who's gotten my stuff out there. And, and now I'm working on this kind of musical campaign of getting dropping a single a month and then releasing my album in the summer. So I'm, I'm really excited. So that's been my huge passion project. That's <laughs> awesome. So we yeah. can that the first one drops in two weeks. Yeah, February 6th. It'll be on iTunes, Spotify, everything. And I'll be making some posts. I'm um, I'm sure you can let folks know that I'm, I'm I think, let's see, I'm Josh.Breckenridge on Instagram right now, Josh Breckenridge on Facebook. Um, I'm going to change it to Jay Breckenridge. That's my artistic name, my um, my music artist name I'll be going by, but you can look me up that way. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be out there February 6th. I'm really excited. That's awesome, Josh. Yes, folks, keep an eye out for that. And we'll be, you know, attaching, yeah. we'll be updating our um, links on here once that's out too. So on awesome. our on our episode when this goes out. Awesome. Um, great. So you've also done some work on TV. And most recently, I think it was Blacklist with um, Andrew McCarthy as the director and FBI yeah. and Finding Me. And so how do you find working on TV for you as an artist and, you know, in your career that, you know, took off on stage? And mm -hmm. do you pursue, do you can plan to um, pursue more gigs uh, in TV in the future as well? Yeah, uh, man, it's been a dream to be uh, on set and fulfilling that side of my my aspirations and goals. Uh, I've always wanted to do film and TV. Um, theater kind of just was the fundamental route that I that I took and kind of stuck with it. Um, I love it. That's my first love. I would love to be able to bounce back and forth through all three mediums. I I love to. Um, he's a friend of mine because we did uh, save together. I mentioned him before, but Aaron Tveit is a great example of someone who's able to like film, TV, theater and bounce back and forth. And and I would love to get that going for myself. And I think I'm on the right track for that. Yeah, Blacklist was incredible. The, that team is is insanely uh, awesome and and nice and, and, and wonderful to work with. Um, we watched your episode. It was great. Yay. Oh, good. Thanks, man. I have another one. I have an, um, Blue Bloods. I did Blue Bloods right after that. And that's coming out on the 22nd of of January. So a week from this coming Friday. So that was really awesome too. So that, yeah, things just kept going. I mean, 2020 was a crap year for all of us, but towards the latter end of it, there was a lot of good, um, wonderful work for me, which is awesome. Um, uh, I also did this show called We the People. We filmed it on stage so that it's a film that's available for schools as a resource for, for education. You know, kids are not able to get out to see, you know, for field trips for shows anymore, much like when I saw Annie and got bitten by the bug, right? So now, um, luckily, Theater Works, um, TWUSA.com, like th those folks have been awesome in putting together this We the People production that was off Broadway and then is, is one of their touring shows that circuits around the country, which is um, pretty awesome. I got to play Jefferson and much, this was actually before Hamilton came out. This was like in 2000, oh God, I think they said like 10, I'm not sure, but it, it, it was a really cool experience. So I did that in the fall after that was Blacklist and then Blue Bloods. And then I, so I went home to New York for like two months to, to do that work also to record the record, the album. So I was busy there, photo shoots, all this stuff. And then now I'm back in California. Things were a little lax through the holidays. Now they're picking up again, getting ready to do the album release stuff and all the singles. Um, but yeah, the TV has been awesome. I can't wait to see Blue Bloods. I'm always nervous to see myself on screen. I think as a lot of people are, but, but yeah, I plan to do a lot more on screen work and I'm hopeful that these 
gigs will help to pave the way for more more gigs to come great well so um you've been up to a lot of great stuff and and you know have been continuing to make a really worthy and inspiring career for yourself so what advice do you have for up-and-coming students and and future artists to um you know especially amid the chaos going on to you know kind of keep on going to pursue their dreams in theater and entertainment yeah i first of all thank you man um that means a lot i i always say stay practiced stay conditioned i I've done my Broadway shows, I've done some films and TV, but I'm never done working on my craft. You know, I, I have um, Matt Farnsworth is my voice teacher, incredible guy. He, uh, I Skype, I, I um, uh, Zoom and, and have voice lessons with him uh, on the regular. I am reading constantly. I got like acting literature all over the place uh, here that I'm constantly trying to stay versed in that and just keep stimulated keep things going a lot of the things are stuff that i've read and been taught before but it's said in a different tone a different voice so it's very inspiring i also take some dance classes online when i can um stay healthy and work out so i just say stay conditioned we had our 10th anniversary for scottsboro boys recently and we had a big zoom call stro and tommy thompson and, and uh john kander and the whole team and stro the one of the big things she said to us is like guys you got to keep it going you cannot sit and get overweight get out of you know shape in every way and then come back and try to hit the ground running when things are back people are going to be out there trying to get jobs hungry so you have to stay conditioned and we were like uh uh yes ma'am <laughs> so that was inspiration for me even though i already planned to stay in it but um i would say for everyone else to just to just keep yourself as well rehearsed and ready for opportunities when they arise because they will we'll get back to normal we'll get through this as a you know a human race and and we'll you know, things will get better. So I say, keep yourself ready. Audition for schools. There's, I know a lot of friends that are doing, uh, getting degrees online right now. There are so many outlets and ways to stay active and stay well rehearsed and ready for the big moments when they come. So I just say, keep at it. Awesome. Yeah. So just kind of starting to wrap up here. Uh, sure. What's your favorite show you've done? Like, who's your favorite person you worked with? Any of the above? God, there's so many people. I think, I don't know this, I don't know if he's my favorite, but uh, he just popped out to me right now. I had a lot of fun on the Book of Mormon. I did that first national tour. It's a show, it's so funny. I forget to like mention that in my, uh, when I talk <laughs> about my shows because it was, not because tour is any different from Broadway, but it, it just feels like so separate. It was four, two months shy of four years I was in that show. So the longest gig I've ever done. And for some reason, I always forget to like, oh yeah, that one huge chunk of my life that I spent on the road. Um, I had so much fun doing that show. We were the first group of, we were the first show, the first national tour after the Broadway company. So we were rock stars on the road. We spent like four months in each city, like in LA and San Francisco and all around. And um, we got to go to the Scottsboro studios and see how they create a show. They made us into Scottsboro characters. Like I have a framed picture of me as a Scottsboro character, like so much fun. And Gavin Creel, who is a great friend to this day, um, was our elder price, started off as our elder price. And I love that guy so much. He is uh, been such an inspiration. I remember when I was in college, I nerded out and tried to sing you know, what do I need with love from Millie and a lot of his stuff that he, his voice is one of those that I idolize. And so to work with him 
firsthand to see how much of a kind human being he is um, was just such an inspiration. Um, and, and who doesn't love Gavin Creel? So uh, he's one of he's one of the great people that I've I've I'm friends with and have worked with who have been awesome. My entire cast of Scottsboro Boys, Coleman Domingo, uh, John Cullum, uh, uh, Forrest McClendon, like everybody in that show was a dream. And this show, I mean, uh, Come From Away, everyone's awesome. I just have, there's so many people I could fangirl out about like everyone that I've worked with. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll say Gavin. Gavin's been uh, a really fun person to work with, great inspiration and an awesome friend. Absolutely. Now, do you have a favorite story from your career that you just would love to share with us today? Um, uh, there's a lot. I'll tell, I'll tell two quick ones. One was Book of Mormon. I was uh, the doctor in that show. Um, so the one that talks about maggots somewhere in a, in a place on his body. Um, and uh, I, there's a moment where I walk across stage when we were first introduced into Africa and I, I drag a donkey across the stage and it's a sight gag and it's supposed to show how uh, impoverished the, this, the area is. And I, we were in different theaters, you know, around the country, of course, and I did not, I somehow got locked out of my, of the, of the theater. Like we had to go out of the dressing room, walk downstairs, open a door to get to like stage right where I entered and I somehow got locked out. And so I, the donkey for the first time in Book of Mormon history did not make his epic cross across stage. And I was <laughs> locked out for like two scenes before someone was able to get to me. So that was crazy and embarrassing. Um, and then uh, in Come From Away, my first time on stage, I was kind of thrown on, on stage last minute. Um, the first number uh, of the show, the sp a spotlight hits a bunch of people and we, you know, you turn your head out, you say your sentence, you turn back. And so the spotlight operators like get that actor, that actor, that actor, the spot went on me and I turned around and I was like, my dad's always saying, <clears throat> like I went blank, <laughs> forgot all the lines and the spotlight just went out on me. They're like, abort, abort, get out of there. <laughs> He's never gonna recover, next. And with that show, it's like, it's there's like two vamps in that entire show. Everything is so, nothing is like, okay, let's let your line go by. Everyone's like, everything's like your line, get out for the next person. It's very set in time. And I just was not gonna get it out in time. And so they're like, Ooh, get out of there. So that was embarrassing. I have plenty more stories, but there was not enough time today for them. But yeah, those are two <laughs> funny, embarrassing ones of mine. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. Thank you for being on the show. It was great to have you. Um, so you've got We the People, you've got Blue Bloods, you've got your debut <laughs> single coming out. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share here that's coming up? Uh, just hopefully some healthy months ahead for myself and for yep. all of us. Um, I will say that my first single is called uh, Come To Me and it, it will come out on February 6th. You can pre-order on February 1st. Um, I'm Jay Breckenridge, so j.breckenridge. My uh, website is uh, um, uh, j-breckenridge.com. It's not public right now. It will be on February 1st. Uh, when we launch everything and uh, you can look forward to month after month from July, it'll be six singles uh, with uh, an album drop in uh, August. So just look out for Jay Breckenridge.
Absolutely. And we will attach those links to this episode as well and, and post about it for you on our pages. All right. Well, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you, guys you are- so much. This was so yeah. fun. And, um, you know, stay well and safe until we're, we're all able to be together again. I will. Thank you. And Sophie and Brandon, you guys are awesome. And thank you for doing what you're doing. This is hopefully food for thought for a lot of people and entertaining and educational and all of the above. So thank you guys. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that last episode. We're so excited to announce the launch of our campaign for two very important organizations, Broadway Cares and the Actors Fund to directly benefit the theater industry in the new year. With the inspiration and initiation from Broadway's Cesar Samayoa and Delon Grant of Come From Away, we will now be accepting donations to our company Venmo, which is at Whatcha Doin Podcast, for the near future to split the donations between those two worthy organizations. And from there, we will be doing a big monthly donation to each organization on behalf of our podcast and its guests. We hope you can see it in your heart at this time to spare whatever you can. A dollar goes a long way right now and it's all to help an industry that has given us all so much. Thank you so much for all of your help to our listeners and followers and please spread the word. We really appreciate it.